0: Conversations to Enlighten and Heal. Today I'll be speaking with Jonathan Goldman, a pioneer and international authority on sound healing. Conversations is sponsored by HealthMasterySystems.com, Holistic Products for Body, Mind, and Soul, and PurePlanEssentials.com, Organic Aromatherapy. Please visit these websites today. Be sure to visit the iTunes store and subscribe for our complete lineup of shows on conversations to enlighten and heal. A former blues and rock musician and filmmaker, Jonathan has been called the premier sound healing recording artist of the planet. Jonathan is the founder of the Sound Healers Association, an organization dedicated to the education and awareness of sound and music for healing. He is also the founder and director of Spirit Music, which produces music for meditation, relaxation, and self-transformation. Jonathan received a master's degree from Lesley University, researching the uses of sound and music for healing. He has worked with masters of sound from both the scientific and spiritual traditions and is a lecturing member of the International Society for Music and Medicine and presents healing sound seminars throughout the world. Jonathan frequently appears in national and international print media and on television and radio. Jonathan hosts his own internet radio show, Healing Sounds, and writes a monthly column, Frequencies of Healing, with his wife, Andy, for Kinetics Magazine. Jonathan has produced numerous best-selling, award-winning recordings, including The Divine Name with Greg Braden, Reiki Chants, Ultimate Om, The Lost Chord, and Chakra Chants, winner of the Visionary Award for Best Healing Meditation Album. Jonathan's books include Healing Sounds, Shifting Frequencies, Tantra of Sound, which was co-authored with his wife, Andy, and winner of the 2006 Visionary Award for Best Alternative Health Book, and his latest book is The Seven Secrets of Sound Healing. To learn more about Jonathan Goldman and his work in sound healing, please visit his website at healingsounds.com. Please welcome to the show my very special guest, Jonathan Goldman, Aloha, Jonathan. Welcome to the show. I am so thrilled to have you with us.
1: Aloha, KG. It is a real pleasure to be able to connect and resonate with you and your audience. Thank you for having me.
0: Oh, you're so welcome. I understand you had a transformational experience that changed your life. Could you tell us about that, Jonathan?
1: <laughs> I'm laughing because it's uh, As I think about this, I think, you know, I've had many transformational experiences that have changed my life, but probably the most predominant one that literally shifted me from one course or pattern of existence to another occurred when I was on stage one night playing in a rock and roll band in the seaside town of Marshfield, Massachusetts. And KG, I like to oftentimes tell people that the light of God struck me uh, that night when I was on stage because I don't know what else happened except that I was on stage. I had been performing for over 15 years in different uh, musical groups. And this particular group I was uh, playing in uh, was performing. I was uh, singing and playing lead guitar and uh, we were doing original songs. And all of a sudden, for some reason, I became aware that the ambiance of the club was full of negativity and violence. Now, no doubt the alcohol and the different intoxicants that people were imbibing in were uh, certainly contributing to this, but also the music that I was playing. I simply had this one thought, which was, gee, I wonder if music could be used to make people feel good. That's all it took, because basically I went home and I began to think about that, and I thought about it more and more. This is probably in late nineteen seventy nine and um, literally the idea of using sound for healing didn't enter my psyche for about another week or two when I literally was presented with a uh, workshop flyer uh, by a woman named Sarah Benson, who has since become one of my great uh, friends, teachers, and mentors and um For me, it was just so very, very strange, because two things. First of all, I've been playing musically, professionally, in front of audiences for about 15 years. Why that night? And the second thing that I want to say is that for anyone who's listening and likes rock and roll and whatnot. I am not at all denigrating the genre of rock and roll. It's really important for me to state this because I believe that any type of music, depending on the time, the space, the need of the individual and the person creating the music, can be therapeutic and healing. Mm-hmm. For example, The Beatles. With all, you know, really their music, you know, was encoded with love. And in the end, the love you take is equal to the love you make. That, you know, type of music is just wonderful. It just happens that the music that I was creating at that specific time was really sort of a punk rock, very, very negative type of music, which, uh, and I'm sure we'll talk about intentionality later, Mm -hmm. was not filled with, shall we say, the most positive intentions.
0: So, What was your inspiration for your latest book, The Seven Secrets of Sound Healing?
1: My inspiration for that book, uh, which was written, I guess, two or three years ago, I can't quite remember, uh, perhaps even two years ago, was simply this. I've been in this field now for about 30 years, and The Seven Secrets of Sound Healing is probably my third or fourth or even fifth book. I can't remember right now. But um, I want, uh, as I've been in this field, I've watched the arena of sound healing grow and grow until it is basically reaching mainstream proportions, to such a degree that I was just contacted recently by a mainstream uh, major television network about potentially appearing on it and um, talking about sound healing. So I wanted to write a book that was basically very easy to understand, uh, really made it a lot of sense, came from the heart, and really allowed people to understand the power of sound to heal and transform.
0: Mm-hmm. So how did you get started in the field of sound and healing?
1: Well, shortly mm-hmm. after I had that experience on stage in Marshfield, I did attend a workshop by uh, this lady, Sarah Benson. Mm-hmm. And, uh, KG, I had this experience which was, um, fairly unique for me at the time, which was that there was a circle of people. I was placed in the middle of, of the circle. I was holding a quartz crystal, of which I had never seen one, let alone held one before. People chanted my name. I had, without use of any sort of psychotropic drugs or anything, literally the experience of being lifted out of my body and transported to this an amethyst crystalline pyramid in the woods where i was basking in this wonderful green healing energy and when i came back to my body i said i've got to find out more about the sound work <laughs> I
0: guess so that was quite a first time experience
1: it was so i uh, basically just strangely being in the right place at the right time mm-hmm. that night i was invited by sarah who uh, Sarah Benson, who seemed to in, uh, recognize something uh, unique in me, to come to a meeting of some uh, people who had been in this field for probably ten years or so, and um, I went to the, uh, to the meeting. It was a potluck dinner. And I was thrilled just to be there. Here I was, this totally new kid on the block, and there were all these people who were teaching uh, in college about the subject and whatnot. And I said, well, this is great. And I said, "What's well, the last meeting we're going to have. I said, why is that? They said, well, we just don't have the time and energy to continue uh, doing this uh, sort of uh, phenomena. And I said, you know, I said, I'll do it. I'm going to step up, even though I'm the new kid on the block, and I'm going to basically uh, be the one who, uh, you know, sends out the flyers for these meetings and gets people together. So I basically, uh, at the time, formed the Sound Healers Association because in many different traditions, if you give something a name, you give uh, give it life and power, and that's what I did. And we had then monthly meetings of people. Who were experts in the field of sound healing, medical doctors, scientists, musicians, shamans, mystics, all sorts of different people uh, who would come and freely present of their time and energy and I have to tell you, I was getting quite an education from this to such a degree that I thought, "Gee, you know this is really a coherent and important subject it 's real it 's powerful." And uh, this deserves some sort of uh, accreditation. So I, w- I ha- had a degree in filmmaking from Boston University. And I went to Leslie University, which was in Cambridge, Massachusetts. And I said, and they had an independent study program. And I said to him, listen, I uh, really believe that the uh, field of sound as a healing modality is extremely important. Uh, You know, and I want to do uh, a a program in this and get accreditation for it. And they said, "Okay, well, just come in with the necessary papers." The next time I came in, I probably had a stack of papers that was about six inches high. And they looked at me and they said, "You've got a PhD program there uh, (laughs) already." I said, "Yeah." I said, "I know." And so I did have a master's in that. And um, after that, I basically. Also, uh, was involved in a uh, PhD program at Union Institute, which is another, uh, shall we say, uh, one of these um, places where you create your own uh, program. My only difficulty with the whole thing was that uh, my first book, Healing Sounds, was published at that same time, and it became very popular. This was in 1992, and uh, basically. I had to go on tour for this, and by the time I got back from the tour, I realized it probably, there was such interest in my work and such interest in sound healing, I realized it probably wasn't necessary for me to have a PhD in the subject. And so I have continued with the sound healers, with my maybe writing, with my own. Maybe you'll get a honorary one sometimes. I've been offered one from Colgate <laughs> University, et cetera. It just has not seemed all that uh, yes. uh, necessary these days. What seems to be necessary is simply that I be able to share as much as possible all that's work with using sound and music as a healing and transformative uh, modality, mm-hmm. be of service to the planet, and be of service to all yeah. those beings who are interested in this field, so that we can empower them with the use of sound and music for healing. Mm
0: -hmm. Well, What are some of the ways we can use sound for healing, and why is sound healing so important? You've talked about that, so could you give some examples?
1: Uh, KG, uh, the reason I just sighed there was that uh, I almost had a redundant answer for you, which was literally, from my perspective. There's literally no field, no area of life, study, healing, or whatnot that cannot be enhanced by knowledge of how sound and music can heal. So, uh, you know, when you say, what are some of the benefits, well, here, it's a quote from the New York Times Science section from 1988. Sound shaped into dazzling tool can make, break, or rearrange molecular structure and levitate objects. Now, if you can rearrange molecular structure, what aspects of our anatomy of our physical body can't we heal? Question number one. So, I mean, it just goes on and on. Would you like me to give you a uh, sort of just basic little ABCs of how and why Sound Heals? Yes. Okay, great. Um, Okay, we're going to... Uh, I feel like uh, uh, Mary Martin from The Sound of Music, we're going to start at the very beginning, a very good uh, place to start, okay? And uh, I'm not going to go into doe a deer, female deer, you know, but I will say that sound is an energy that travels as a wave. These waves are measured in cycles per second, and how fast Slow, these waves go, are called its frequency. Very, very deep, low sounds, uh, that's a very, very slow moving frequency. Very, very high sounds, that is a very fast moving frequency. So, for example, the lowest note on a piano is around 24 cycles a second. The highest note on the piano is around 4,000 cycles a second. We hear from around 16 of these cycles a second to around 16,000 of them. But I really want to suggest to you and to your audience today that uh, just because we can't hear something doesn't mean a sound isn't being created.
0: Yes, well we know a lot with dogs, you know, they're very sensitive ears. They can hear sounds that Human can't hear, right? Totally. Our,
1: our, our friends in the ocean, dolphins, can receive and project information upwards of 180,000 cycles a second, mm-hmm. which is about ten times greater than our highest level of hearing. To us, there's nothing happening, but dolphins might be, if you like, exchanging recipes for uh, tuna cuisine or the uh, best uh, routes through the Bering Strait. I don't know, but in other words, the ancient mystics, have said, not a Brahman, the world of sound, and in fact, if you examine the basic tenets of the different spiritual traditions on the planet, you find a commonality in their understanding, that life, the university, the university, life, the universe, and everything is created from sound. Yes, first, first think, there was the, the begin- word,
0: first there was the right, word, the- or sound.
1: Right. In the beginning was the word, and the Lord said, let there be light, sound, creating light. And if you examine all the different traditions, I mean, you know, in the ancient Egyptian tradition, the god thought, yes. think of an object, speak its name and bring it into being. In the Hindu tradition, in the beginning was Brahman, with whom was the vibration, and the vibration was Brahman in the ancient uh, Polynesian traditions the gods and goddesses would hit a gong or blow a kong shell and bring everything into being and nowadays our modern physicists are literally in agreement with what our ancient mystics are that everything is vibration Mm -hmm. from the electrons moving around the nucleus of an atom to stars and distant galaxies having um planets moving around them. Everything is basically in a state of vibration. If it's creating a vibration, if it's in motion, conceptually at least, it's creating a sound. And this includes our body. Every organ, every bone, every tissue, every part of the body is in basically a state of vibration and is putting out a sound. And when we are in a state of health, we say we're in sound health and we're like an overall orchestra that is creating this overall symphony of the self. But, KG, what happens if the second violin player loses their sheet music? They begin to play the wrong tunes, the wrong melody, they're out of tune. Pretty soon the entire orchestra sounds off. Pretty soon, actually, uh, this is what, if you like, is akin to the a part of the human body vibrating out of frequency or out of harmony. And, uh, we, you know, when it's vibrating out of frequency, out of harmony, it's vibrating out of ease, and we say that it, this part of the body is diseased. It is, if you like, akin to this, uh, orchestra, uh, the string player who's lost their sheet music. I come from a family of doctors. My father, grandfather, and brother are all medical people. And, um, currently, with this, you know, specific metaphor of the body being an instrument and of the string player having lost their sheet music, the, uh, traditional approach of allopathic medicine is simply either to give the string player enough, uh, drugs so they pass out, or else cutting off their head with a broadsword, which is analogous to surgery. And both of these are quite effective for basically stilling the string player, but you also have removed a string player from the orchestra. What if you could somehow give this string player back the correct sheet music? What if you could somehow project the correct resonant frequency to that part of the body that was vibrating out of frequency or out of harmony? causing it to vibrate back into harmony and that basically is the very very simple explanation of using sound for healing does that make sense
0: absolutely uh, i i don't know if you've ever heard of bowen therapy have you ever heard of bowen uh, b-o-w-e-n bowen therapy? no i haven't well it's i've all often worked with the body at as a musical instrument when i'm tuning it to help bring it into balance harmonize so that we will heal uh, and Bowen is like strumming the body. You strum in very specific areas. It's like strumming strings, the nerves, uh, the autonomic nervous system specifically for the subconscious mind to release tension and to, so that it can release that. You free it up so that it can come back into harmony and balance. And so, very much, I totally connect with what you're talking about.
1: Well, I mean, it's interesting because uh well, I don't know Bowen therapy per se, um, this concept uh, that I just stated is found in most, uh, I would like to say, holistic therapies, including, for example, even chiropractic. Palmer, the guy who formed uh, founded chiropractic, was very, very much into the, uh, the body as being a vibrational instrument and uh, putting it in tune and harmonizing it. Now, um, the other thing that I want to say is that uh, I've been in this field for 30 years and I have over 25 award-winning uh CDs including uh, one that's even been nominated for a Grammy and I've got myself all sorts of wonderful uh instruments from tuning forks to this and that for healing and I've got some very very powerful scientific uh scientifically created instruments uh, that project the correct resonant frequency in the body uh, for healing, and they're all wonderful. But I'd like to say that we all have the, have the most extraordinary healing mechanism. I know of, what you're uh, going to uh, say. Yeah, the the, the, the most extraordinary uh, sound healing mechanism, which is totally natural, doesn't require electricity or batteries. Uh, it's free, and the owner's manual is relatively interesting to use. And KG, what is it?
0: My voice. Your
1: voice. You you betcha. You betcha. And here here's the thing that I that I like to say. A lot of people go, No, I can't use my voice for uh you know, for healing, you know, and they confuse uh they confuse certain things because here I am not talking about getting up in front of an audience and uh Ta- and you know, singing stranger than in the night in front of a people and being in you know a performer. That's performance art. I love it. It's great, but that's entertainment. Here, I'm talking about using sound to shift and change of frequencies, and scientifically, that is known as entrainment. And. I have to tell you, K.G., that we do not need to have a trained voice. We don't even need to be able to sing in tune or carry a tune in a bucket or whatever uh, verbiage you want to use. We can all go, "Um," or, "Mm," or whatnot, and use our voice to resonate, our physical body, our chakras, our etheric field, and put it into tune. And in fact, I would just like to say that, um, I mean, this is called toning, the use of the voice as a healing instrument, and it doesn't require any training. The only thing that we owe, my wife Andy and I, when we teach together, we always say, well, you know, don't make a sound that is really constricted and constrained. You know, you're not supposed to hurt yourself, but outside of that, I mean, KG, what happens when you stub your toe?
0: You emit a sound immediately.
1: Yeah. And often it's like ah you know, or whatever. And I don't know if you've ever um stubbed your toe and been in a place where you couldn't. But I mean one of the great uh ways of working with toning is simply as relief for pain. Something as simple as that. And you know, there are all sorts of reasons for that, you know, from the You know, potential of the fact that you're making a sound that is vibrating uh, that part of the body and putting it into harmony. And, um, another one, you know, would be that you're actually making a sound simply as a distraction therapy. So it's taking your mind off of the, um, Uh, you know, pain that you're in, and there are all sorts of possibilities. So the fact that you could be making a sound, because, you know, when we make our own self created sacred sounds, even like a, uh, you get the release of all sorts of endorphins, you get all sorts of neurochemicals that are created, all sorts of really extraordinary, uh, different um, things occur within your body, affecting your brain, your nervous system, your heartbeat, your respiration. Here, I'm going to just for a moment, because I am trying to encode information to your listeners, and I'm going at a mile a minute, so I'm going to take a nice deep breath, and I'm going to ask you to do it with me, Mm -hmm. and just, uh, and I'm going to take another nice deep breath. In fact, what I'm going to do right now, just you know, to you know, bring myself back a little bit because I've been going so fast, is I'm literally going to uh, play a little bit of music from a recording that I created called De-Stress, and we'll just listen to a minute of this, and you can just immediately feel the difference in your nervous system, your heartbeat, your respiration. That was uh,
0: wonderful. I love that. So well, you have a little
1: s- sonic break for a second. Yeah. yeah,
0: that was great. Great sonic break. Your formula, frequency plus intent equals healing, was first featured in your book Healing Sounds. Tell us about your formula for healing, Jonathan.
1: Ah, uh, it's going to date me a little bit, uh, but I guess I already did date myself, KG, by saying that uh, I had that experience in the late 1970s uh, when I was on stage. So you know that I'm. Well, I'm I'm approaching 60, so okay. And this was uh, after I had been attending Leslie University, and there I was literally working with um, collecting and researching all this information for uh, using sound for healing. And you can't see me now, but my hands are at least a foot apart. And I had within that foot apart of my hands papers. That were basically different people's systems of using sound and music for healing. Different systems that resonated with the chakras, the etheric energy fields of the body, different systems that worked with the uh, organs of the body and the different systems of the body. And uh, it was all very wonderful and great. And I was putting this together now for this, uh, my first book, Healing Sounds. And, uh, I thought how terrific and how great, but as I was looking at this foot, foot's worth of, uh, you know, uh, paper on, uh, sound for healing, I all of a sudden went into a state of intellectual angst. And, uh, because I realized that, um while there were all these different people, were using all these sounds for healing, and I had no doubt that they were not uh, being extremely truthful when they were saying they were having success. The trouble was that all these different systems didn't match up. They didn't line up with each other. And KG, uh, I was uh, basically in front of a computer, I don't know if you're uh, old enough to remember this, that had a DOS operating system? Yes, those are... is that before your time? <laughs> it was a while ago, <laughs> and I remember again. it was basically a uh, very dark screen with amber letters, and it was like you know I was uh, and I was staring at the screen, and I had my head in my hands in the state of intellectual angst, and I thought, how can this be? Because well, remember, I come from a family of doctors and scientists, and you know how could this be? There were all these different systems that seemed to work. You'd have scientist A uh, and uh, scientist B and they'd be using completely different sets of frequencies to resonate the same organ or you'd have spiritual master X or spiritual master Y using very very different mantras to resonate the same chakra or perhaps the same mantra to resonate different chakras going, how can this be how can this be and all of a sudden I heard a voice and the voice said, it is not only the frequency of the sound that creates its effect, it is also the intention of the person projecting and receiving the sound. And there on this uh, DOS operating system with these amber letters, I wrote the words frequency plus intent equals healing. Frequency, if you like, is the sound, the actual sound that's being created, and intent is the energy that is encoded upon the sound, and they both create the effect or the outcome of the sound. At the time, I was writing a book called Healing Sounds, so of course, it would be frequency plus intent equals healing, but it depends on what you want. I actually, in that book, have a uh, sub-corollary to it, which is vocalization, making a sound, plus visualization equals manifestation. Mm -hmm. And in fact, in my latest book, um, I have a formula which is sound plus belief equals outcome. And I think that that is just really, um, that says a lot of everything. still there?
0: Yes. yes. Oh, sorry. So I thought you were going to go somewhere else with that. I, I know what th-
1: happened was that somebody just started up a very loud instrument across the street, which is thankfully not uh, coming through this microphone, but I can hear it. And I get really easily distracted by sound, so I went somewhere else for a okay. moment. Pardon okay. me.
0: Okay. <laughs> you have more than 20 CDs that have won awards and are best sellers, including Shocker Chance and The Divine Name. One of your CDs was also nominated for a Grammy. Do you have recommendations for our listeners for which of your CDs to use for what?
1: Well, um, it's so interesting that you should ask that, KG, because one, in the um, Seven Secrets of Sound Healing, I think the first uh, secret is that everything is in a state of vibration. And I think the second secret is something about the uh, intent is powerful. And then I think the third one is that we are all unique vibratory beings. And I guess this brings me to that uh, concept because it's really important as we um, continue on in our work understanding sound and vibration to realize that not everyone is the same. Would you not agree?
0: No one is the same. Everyone is totally unique. We share similarities, but um, we each have our unique vibrational signature.
1: Yes, that is my belief system, too, which is why I have difficulty oftentimes with a kind of a cookbook uh, mentality of healing Mm -hmm. because, you know, you're going, oh, gee, you know, this one person is. you know, suffering from this condition, therefore I must use this for them, and this other person is suffering from the same condition, so I'll use the same thing for them. And sometimes that works, but sometimes it doesn't. And one of the things I really, really uh, hope that people do is honor their own unique vibrational essence. You know, when I do a workshop, I uh, oftentimes ask how many people are allergic to penicillin. And uh, frequently anywhere from 10 to 20% of an audience will raise their hand. Say, Okay, if we perceive that everything in the universe is in a state of vibration, then indeed uh, penicillin is a a a vibration, it's a waveform. And for 80% of the people it's going to be healing, but for 10 to 20% of the people it's going to be toxic. And the reason this is so important is because if somebody begins to hear a certain type of music, or have a certain type of a healing experience, and uh, they just uh, you know don't feel good from it, I always recommend not continuing with whatever sound or other experience. You know, if you went to a doctor and they gave you a pill and it made you sick i don 't know I would think that the medical doctor uh, worth anything would take you off of it and find something that uh, worked now, of course, there is something known as a healing crisis, and for example, if a chiropractor is going to adjust you you know uh, something that 's been out for uh, out of balance for a while and you have been having trouble walking or your back hurts and they pop something in, it might you know cause you a little discomfort, but if it causes you more discomfort than the original condition, you know something. Something is off. So, with that sort of caveat or disclaimer, your question about you know which of my CDs you know would be best—it really depends upon the person and which sort of condition or you know they're trying to work with, and then what resonates with them. Does, does this make sense?
0: Yes, of course. Yes.
1: You know what I'd like to do, just as an interesting phenomenon, though. Uh, I have uh, a number of different CDs that uh, work with the uh, chakras. Mm -hmm. And so uh, the chakras, of course, are the energy centers that are associated with, uh, you know, there's seven main uh, chakras and going from the... um, sacral area, the root all the way up to the crown, the area of transcendence, there's the heart center, etc., and what I think I might do is play you three different excerpts from three different albums, but they all have within them certain aspects, and they'll just be like minute-long things, but I'll ask you and your listeners just to feel the resonance with them and see if they work. How does that sound? That sounds perfect. Okay, so the first thing we're going to do is we're going to listen to an excerpt from uh, Chakra Chance 1, my very first uh, recording, and uh, this is from the root chakra, and the root chakra, of course, is associated with grounding and survival, so you'll feel and hear the energy of this is being very, very different. Very, very than, than the other two, and it's very, very earthy and low tones and stuff like that. And what it is, I actually um, work with many of the different systems. You remember that pile of papers I was talking about? Well, I took a lot of them together, and I realized that that sacred sounds. We'll vibrate together, and I basically this was you know, everything I do is almost everything I do is an experiment, and if I like it, and it works for me. Then I try it with other people, and if they like it, then I try it with other people, and finally I release it. So this basically was an uh, initial compendium of about four, uh, no, no, make that a dozen different sounds, the sacred vowel sounds sacred mantras, uh, sacred shabd yoga sounds, uh, environmental sounds. And anyway, rather than telling you what's on it, I always feel that if we, experience, if we hear something and we listen to it, then we experience it. And then it either becomes real or not real for us rather than my just you know giving you left brain information. So let's listen now to the root chakra from Chakra chants. So let's listen to that And then uh, we'll go to the uh, crown But first for the heart Okay, so let's see if we get some sound here All right That lovely, they, they you know, I, uh, I, I was really pleased with the results of that. Yeah. Um, I
0: could feel the back side of the chakra and the back open. I could feel that mm. it was restricted a little and opened, and there was some sort of judgment or something that got released. And then I felt oh. gurgling in my uh, solar plexus area. Nice, that was very nice. Thank you.
1: And now we're going to take you up to the crown. I'm hoping that everybody can like feel a difference, not only live hear a difference in the different instruments and sounds and choices, but also hear a difference and feel a difference in the sounds. So here we're going to take you up now to the Crown Center. And this is from Chakra Chance 2. I've you know, the only, you know, recording that I've done different variations of almost everything I do is totally the idea is new, but Chakra Chance is so successful we did Chakra Chance Two, which featured my dear friend Sarah Benson and my wife Andy and then uh Crystal Bow Chakra Chance which works with the Crystal Bow So this is from Chakra Chance Two and my wife Andy is playing harp and Sarah Benson is doing the lovely female voices. I call us Angelic Calling from Chakra Chance Two. Just feel the difference. Different than the others, didn't it?
0: Oh, that was glorious! I just had such a wonderful experience. I could listen to that for a while more.
1: Yeah, I, I like it myself <laughs> too, and you know, we get uh, that was
0: wonderful. I had so many wonderful images come through. That was in messages, so that was very mm-hmm. special. Thank you.
1: Oh, my my great pleasure. So I just wanted to give you on this one, just uh, you know, working with the difference in the way that I perceive the sound of the root chakra versus. From another album, the Heart Center versus from another album, the Crown Center. All the um, all the different albums have a similarity, of course, and uh, just you know, I went there, and and that that would be, of course, if you were trying to work with your chakras. Uh, let me see if there's just something else because we're talking about music, and oh, just na- While you're look- looking me- for
0: something, could I mention something?
1: Please.
0: Um, I wanted to tell listeners they can go to your website at healingfoundland.com uh, to learn about uh, your sound healing vibratory research and see a demonstration of the effects of vocalization on the temperature of the body through the thermography images. And um, uh, I think that might be interesting for people to see these images, uh, real visual, physical effects of creating vocal harmonics. And, um, maybe, when you have a chance, you could tell us what really is happening here and what what people will be seeing when they when they are looking at this
1: nah, they're going to have to go by themselves because i, I I'm onto another topic now okay. and, but listen, the website again, because I interrupted you was healing sounds that sounds with an S at the end, S- dot com yes, and it's got all sorts of great great information yes, and
0: there's also um I wanted to tell them about your temple of sound healing
1: that you oh, thank have you. on your
0: website. I think Temple they'd of love Secret to go sound, there. yeah. I'd love for you to talk about that, how you, that you were inspired to do that and some of the results. And also, you have a Sound Healing Day every year and right. the results from last year's Sound Healing
1: Day. Right, indeed. And gosh, uh, uh, so much to talk about, so little time. I, I wanted to play also an excerpt because I'm just finishing a brand new book mm-hmm. called The Divine Name, which I believe is, uh, if you like, a universal sound of uh, God that I uh, basically first uncovered about 15 years ago and then shared it with Greg Braden, Mm -hmm. And I have that queued up. uh, And it's just working with vowel sounds. Can I put that on for one minute? And then I'm going to talk about the Temple of Sacred Sounds. They're all interrelated. Okay, Okay, so here we go with the divine name and... um, This is a name that works with the vowel sounds going from the crown center to the root center and back up. And my book basically is about how I discovered this, the validity of it, and then teaching people how to do it because it is subtitled "The sound that can change the world, and I believe it can. So here we go. just finishing it up and uh, it actually is if you like the intonation of the name of uh, God in, at the root of the three Abrahamic traditions and it also incorporates the uh, chakras and all that stuff so I like to believe that it uh, basically marries Hinduism and and uh, the uh, Hebrew traditions which are two of the major uh, if you like you know Mother, father, religions of the whole planet, but getting to the Temple of Sacred Sound. Mm. That was About, wonderful. oh, I don't know, it could be as long as 10 years ago, I was in deep meditation and I was asking whatever beings had given me the assignment to help bring awareness of sound and music for healing onto the planet. I said, okay, there's, you know, this seems to have occurred. I've got a couple of books that have done very well that have brought a lot of awareness. I've done a lot of teaching. There are a lot of other people doing teachings. There are now all these sound healing conferences and uh it seems like sound healing has really manifested on the planet. Have I done what I'm supposed to do? If so, that's great. Let me go to Tahiti and read comic books. Mm-hmm. And I received the message. You know, I hear these voices uh sometimes and this one said No, continue your work simply take your focus, continue with using sound for personal healing sounds, but if you like, incorporate uh, sound for planetary healing sounds. I was like, okay, and uh, I, within the last couple of years, basically created this website called the Temple of Sacred Sound that has three individual toning chambers where you can make intentionalized sound to project what I call, you know, project peace and harmony for what I call global harmonization, the aspect of creating peace and harmony on the planet. And very, very simply, my reason for doing this is that currently the Internet is the, if you like, global mind of the planet, which is wonderful. But uh, from my perception, it's really important and mandatory that we activate the global heart of the planet. And how do you activate the global heart? Well, in many different traditions, including Tibetan Buddhism, there's the interconnecting link between heart and mind is sound. So here is a place where you can basically activate the global heart of the planet using sound. And every year we have... On February fourteenth, I have Valentine's to interject Day. and let you know. Yes. Did
0: you know that we were having the a, a major eighth chakra universal heart attainment on February fourteenth last year?
1: No, I didn't. A big, yeah,
0: <laughs> Dr. Jude Curvin was the one who focused it. She's in Avebury, England. She's a Hay House author. She wrote ah. the Eighth Chakra, which wow. is about the universal heart. And we there wow. was this major alignment. You know, you remember that song the Beatles did when the moon is in the seventh house and Jupiter aligns with Mars. No, of course,
1: no, I I certainly do remember that. That That happened
0: that day. uh,
1: Yes, and actually, uh, we have on our website if you want to see. It's so interesting. There's something called the Global Consciousness Project, which uh, is from Princeton. What they what they have is random number generators that do nothing more or less than measure than uh, project random numbers. But they find that when there are events. Of extreme uh compassion on the planet that the numbers become much less random, and the fellow who is the director of this named uh, Roger Nelson basically was kind enough to basically uh, give us a graph of that particular day which includes the uh, uh event. Uh, that you're talking about as well as, well as the world Healing event. And I think that the two events actually synergized and created this really wonderful, monumental, it almost looks like a mountain going up. What should be a straight line is a mountain indicating that our consciousness interfaces and creates some sort of, if you like, global shift in planet, uh, uh, planetary harmonization. Mm-hmm. So... uh I did actually know that that was going on because of the, that particular galactic alignment and I just thought how wonderful. So every...
0: Um, but yours is every year, right? February 14th. That's,
1: that's ours. Good. is every year and last year was just wondrous and I imagine that it'll get continue mm-hmm. to be even more wondrous as more and more people gather together and it doesn't just have to be February 14th any time you feel like just projecting some light and love through sound on the planet go to our yeah. www.templeofsacredsound.org it's a great website it also is an award. it just won uh, the, uh, this year's website for best um, uh, website from the visionary award so I'm, I'm very pleased about that too
0: Yes, it's wonderful. Congratulations.
1: Thank you so much. And listen, it's been... Uh, I, I, I have the psychic hit that we're beginning to run out of time, so yes. uh, would I be correct about that?
0: Yes, we we probably should close, although there's so much more I would love to talk about. We hardly touched on anything. I
1: to talk hardly about. touched on anything, but KG, how about we do it again in the not-too-distant oh, future? How about oh, that? Oh, yeah,
0: that would be wonderful. I really want to, you know collaborate with you and see how I'm sure there are a lot of ways that life wants to collaborate through us, I sense. So do you have anything else you'd like to share with our listeners before we close? Any upcoming events you'd like to announce?
1: Oh well we do have one event that we do once a year in the summer called the Healing Sounds Intensive. And it's a nine day training that occurs In the middle of July, this is going to be the the fifteenth one that happens, and we have master teachers from throughout the world that come and join us, including, for example, uh, the uh, Dalai Lama's favorite chant master Lama Tashi comes, flies over from England, uh, from England, from India for this, and just all sorts of wondrous major people. And it's a nine-day training. We begin at nine in the morning, and we usually end about ten at night of course there's plenty of time for assimilation and food and rest because the idea is not to burn you out but it's just if you can you know if the idea is that sound coupled with consciousness can literally uh, create uh, the impossible then we generate fields of light and love through sound for nine days because KG the last thing I want to say is that the power of prayer is really becoming validated now is it not Yes, And one of the things, there is a reason why most of the prayer on this planet is vocalized. And that is because sound amplifies the energy of prayer. Mm -hmm. It's that simple Mm -hmm. and yet that important. So I want everybody to really just remember the power of sound, not only to heal ourselves, but also to work on a global level. And I invite you, if you're interested, to go on to the healingsounds.com website and check out the Healing Sounds Intensive. And the last thing that I want to say to you, KG, besides thanking you and all your listeners for allowing me to share with you, is this. We heal the planet. We heal ourselves. We heal ourselves. And we heal the planet. How about if I uh, go out with some music upon those words? Would you like that?
0: Yes. Well, let me close. To learn more about Jonathan Goldman and his work in sound healing, please do visit his website at healingsounds.com. Have a beautiful day, everyone. A warm mahalo. Thanks again for joining us, Jonathan. It's been wonderful having you with us and i look forward to having you on the show again very soon
1: thank you so much and you can just fade out this music whenever you want blessings of light and love through sound to everyone